0: To all of you listeners of this great station, this is my Elbaz from SLC. I'm going to be talking about the parasha we read yesterday. Now, in the last few weeks, we've been reading about the, the construction of the uh, Mishkan. That was the first center of worship that we ever had in the desert. And now, okay, now, okay, the, the place is built, so we have to use it. The main use of the Mishkan is for the Korbanot, to bring the offerings to Hashem, whether it's public offerings, Korbanot Sibur, or Korbanot Yahid, private offerings. What's the whole idea about the Korbanot? Well, there are two tot. There are two thoughts about it. Uh, both of them are from two great sages, Sephardic sages. The our Allahu Shalom, he says, he says the Bnei Israel at the time, being that they were among pagans, people that worshiped uh, animals, uh, and Egyptians, for example, they worshiped uh, the lamb, uh, Others that were uh, worshiping the ox, the goat. So the mom says, the Hashem instructed. The Bnei Israel to take exactly from those three kinds, shorok, keves, from those kinds, bring them as sacrifices to Akadosh Baruch What to show that they absolutely have absolutely no power, even to save themselves. How much so they can't possibly help anybody else. So when the Bnei Israel will see that these that the, that the Egyptians or other Goyim consider gods, they're taking them and it's sacrificing them. That will remove the Israara of Abu Dazara from them. That's one way of removing the Eserara for Abu Dazara. Rambam, this is this is the Shita of the Rambam. The Rambam says, the says, all oh, sacrifice really is about Teshubah, a person's sins. And he brings a korban in order to atone for his sin. In order to get closer to HaKadosh This is what korban means. Korban. To be closer to Hashem. And to make teshuva. And this is only obviously if a person uh, sins vishogeg inadvertently. Uh, in other words, if a person is bimizid, it's different. That, 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 uh, in his punishment. But in this case, if it's Bisho Gag, uh, but still, even Bisho Gag, it still stains the Nishama. What does that mean? Okay, of, of course he didn't do it on purpose. But if the person was careful enough, it wouldn't happen. Think for a minute, uh, you're using a mixer, and there is some kind of a blade on the bottom of the mixer, and inadvertently, you push your little finger in there, and it cuts a piece of the finger. Obviously, you didn't intend to. You don't want to cut a piece of your finger. But the end result is, well, something bad was done to your finger. So same thing here with the neshama. The neshama has a stain on it. The fact that it was done, even though it was not done intentionally, but something was done as a stain. To remove the stain, you bring the korban. This is the two uh, uh, schools of thought about the korban. But HaKadosh is not looking just at how big the korban that you bring. Someone may bring an ox, another one can bring a, a smaller animal or birds, doves or, or flower. The main thing is how the person feels about coming back to Hashem. HaKadosh looks at the heart. It doesn't look just at the amount of money that a person spends, you know the the story of uh, Agrippa, a king. Agrippa was a king from the from the, uh, the descendants of Hordus. Hordus uh, was a rasha, but Agrippa was more or less uh, a decent king, and he used to bring a lot of korbanot. And one time, he went. Uh, he told the uh, uh, the Beta Mikdash. he went there told him listen on this and this day I am bringing I am bringing a lot of korbanot don't take anybody else no one else only me okay so that, fine but th- that day came and then sometime in the middle of the day uh, a poor man came and he wanted a coin. he said to him listen I want to bring two doves he says I'm sorry I can't do it because the king you know is the place is exclusive today for the king so he was he tried to appeal to him look every day I go to the field I catch four doves two of them I bring to the vetamig Das and the other two I eat that was my panan when I bring when I bring to the vet, I mean that the next day Baruch helps me and I find more. Please let me let, let me bring this Korban of the dove. Well, so he had a little pity on him. He said, Okay, fine. And he put them in. That same evening, was, they had a dream. Agrippa, the king, had a dream. And they told him from Shemaim that those two doves of that poor man meant more than the thousand alot, the thousand korbanot that the king was bringing. Because the poor man brought them from his heart. So, you know, we all know the story of Shaul Amalek. Shaul Amalek was told specifically by Shemuel and Navi, instruction from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, go I, I, finish the Amalek he went. He fought the war. He tried to finish all of them, but but he didn't finish all of them because he left the king, and not only that, he also left all the uh, nice, uh, healthy, good you know, good animals, fat animals. He brought them in also with him. And when Shemuel faced him, he said to him, "What happened?" So Shaul says, "Oh, I I I fulfilled the commandment of Hashem." What do you mean? What's all these animals that I hear? All this noise I hear from the animals. He says, oh, I just, uh, you know, son. this is the the better ones that I, I wanna, I'm gonna give us korban to HaKadosh And Shemuel and Navi told him, hey, HaFez Hashem uzbahim HaKadosh is not interested in alotus b'ahim. is interested in you fulfilling, performing the command that he gave you. He gave you a command and you failed. It is not uh, it's not like just bringing the korban, that's not it. Hashem wants to see us do something. What happens now with this? We don't have any bitamikdash. We cannot bring any korbanot. So there is some kind of a substitute. As we say, it says, Zot HaTorah, this is the Torah, La LaMinha, LaHattat, LaAsham, LaMilu'im, Ozeba HaShem. These are various different of Korbanot. And the Midrash says, if a person is mit'asik be'olah, if you go ahead and learn the Torah Ta'olah, all the alakot and all the uh, Things that pertain to the Ola. He said, ask if he brought a korban Ola. And the same thing for the others. Very interesting. Very interesting. Why? Because, hey, we never see anything like this. Can you say, you know what? Instead of me putting out tefillin, I'm going to go and take surahana ruch. I'm going to learn all the halakhut tefillin. That's it. Instead of putting out tefillin. Nonsense. What, you know what? Instead of sitting in a sukkah, I'm going to attack him. I'm going to or doesn't make any sense. You have to do them as well. But Baruch Hashem in here they gave us a leeway out. Why? Because the ma'ala, the 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 uh, the, madrigah, the level of reward from a korban is very special. Very special and let me tell you how special it is I give you a little example from the midrash well this is in the zohar the zohar says okay which meaning argument difference and 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 like a a fight between two people between two camps that is not leshim shamayim and it says, "Mahloket Korah v'Adato." We know that Mahloket of Korah, he was fighting against Moshe Rabbeinu. Then he says, "Ezohi Mahloket Shehi Lechem Shemaim." Where is the Mahloket argument that is Lechem Shemaim? Now it does, this is the Zohar. Now, now what it says in Pirkei Avot, it says, "Hafradat Ma'im Elyonim Beitaphtonim V'nashem." separated during creation the upper waters and the lower waters. That was a Mahloket L'Shem Shammai. What does that mean? Well, on the second day of creation, as we know, Parashat Bereshit, Hashem separated the upper waters from the lower waters. But then, uh, the lower waters they were complaining. They like, said, Pashu, crying to Hashem. How could you, you know, how could you leave the upper ones being right next to you in Shamaim over there where there is Kedusha and Tahara and you put us down here on earth, which is tuma?" So when Hashem saw this great desire and eagerness to have more Kedusha, he calmed them. How? By giving them the misra of Nisuch Hamayim. Nisuch Hamayim. What does that mean? Well, we know on Sukkot, during the Korban Tamid of the morning, uh, they, they pour with the Korban wine and water. Normally, all year round, you only pour only wine. On Sukkot alone, Hashem said, it's going to be Nesek Mayim also. It's going to be Nesek Mayim, water too. So he told them, you know what? I'm going to give you a special mitzvah. During the holiday of Sukkot, they're going to take your water, not the upper one, but the lower one, and they're going to use it as a mitzvah to help in the korbanot during the Sukkot holiday. Okay, that was for sweet water. What about salt water? So Hashem said to him, you know what? For the salt water, okay. Any korban that we have, we have to put in some salt in it. Gotta put the salt in there. So they give him a mitzvah. With a mitzvah for what? For the, to, to help in the korbanot. Rabbi listen, we're talking, this thing, this argument was when, this argument was now, the, the, during creation. And when the mitzvah was going to happen? Some 2,500 years later. And what type of mitzvah it is? We're talking about one and a half quart of water. How long? Is it all year round? No, seven days a week. Seven days a week. 2,500 a 2, later. And they were satisfied. Why? Because the ma'ala of serving as, uh, uh, as part of the procedure of the korban in the Beit HaMikdash is very, very high. It's great. This is why we can somehow um uh, substitute to some extent, obviously, learning is not exactly like I am bringing the korban itself, but you get some kind of, uh, you get some reward for it uh, like that. Now uh, perhaps we can understand from here, uh, there's a question that comes up. We say uh, during the uh, first uh, Exile of the Bnei Israel, um, and they, they stopped by the uh, rivers of Babylonia, Al Babel. And it says, Sham Yashavnu, Gam Bezochrenu, et Sion. He said, There, like they sat uh, near the river there, and it says, Gam also Gam we cried when we remembered Sion meaning Yerushalayim at that time of course that was after the destruction of the first temple the question is what does that mean Gam means that something else was crying well, it could have said there we sat and cried no meaning something else joined us in the crying what is that so what, what did join them the river. the rivers were also crying. Why? Because they were given a special mitzvah ni on Sukkot. And now they cannot. Being the Bhutanik Dash was destroyed, the first Bhutan was destroyed. Obviously, that mitzvah cannot be fulfilled any longer. So we see how important it is to 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 have this participation in um uh, in in uh, in the korbanot of the mikdash. Now I I just uh, in a, in a, ten minutes or so less that I have, I want to speak a little bit about the last uh, part of the parasha that we read yesterday. And the last part speaks about various people who sin geg uh, inadvertently, unintentionally, and it tells us also what type of sacrifice they should bring to atone for their sins. Remember, we're only talking about a sin that was done not consciously. Uh, for example, uh, a, per, a, a person takes a piece of fat, it looks it looks like fat to him, but actually it wasn't fat, it was halib. You find later, it was halib. Okay, so now we've got a problem. He sinned, because he ate halev. He thought it was fat, but it's not. Fat is allowed, halev is not. Or a person that has mechaleh Shabbat, he forgot it was Shabbat. So it's (coughs) Beshogay. Now we're talking about this type of people. And then the parasha says, if it is an individual, he brings uh, kibsa, female goat. Female goat, Sa'ira. Uh, if it is a Kohen Gadol, it brings a young bull. If it is all Israel, also they bring a young bull. What at f- different procedures? If it is a leader, if it's a king, he brings a male goat. A goat, regular goat. But the the question is the following. When you look at all of them except for the king, it says if if an individual, for example, sins, or if the majority of the bnei style, uh, 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 uh sin, or if the kohen gadol sins, but when it comes to the king, it says, "asher nasi yepeta, asher." Not if, when. When he sins. What does that mean, when? It means that there is a very high probability of certainty that this particular king or whoever he was is going to sin. And the Sfono says, yes. He says, that's what it is. I share because once a person gets to, to be a leader and he's got power in his hands, he loses himself. The power gets into his head. And he does, any, you know, he does anything he wants. And most probably he will sin. Well, I, I'm not talking about Meshugani dictators. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about the kinds of Saddam Hussein or, or, or Stalin or Hitler. Even people in the Western world, unfortunately, the, the Western world, once they get into power, they start doing all kinds of hanky panky We see what happened with Clinton, with all these people. But well, not only that, but hey, Ehud Olmert was a prime minister of Israel. A prime minister. You know what he's right now? He's sitting in jail. He's sitting in jail serving his son. Unfortunately, when power gets into the head, this is what happens. So, therefore, because of that, Rashi Allah Shalom, he says, a very excellent, interesting pshat. He says, Asher is from the word Ashre, fortunate, like Ashre Yoshebe Betecha. Fortunate are those who dwell in your house, in the house of Hashem. He says, Ashre, what does that mean? It means fortunate the generation where the leader, the king, whoever it is, he sins, admits his sins, recognizes his sin, and goes to the Beit HaMikdash and brings a hatat for his sin. That's a generation that's fortunate. Because normally all these kind of people, the power goes into their head, they don't care about anything. They'll do all kinds of things. But that generation where a leader would humble himself, will be so much anav, so much modest as to admit his sin and bring a korban for it, that is very, very special. It only, it takes a special person a person with superior midot, superior qualities, a person that is very modest, a big anap. We see, for example, by Moshe Rabenu, the first word of Parashal Vayakra, Vayakra, there's a small aleph, aleph over there, small aleph. And the conventional Pshat, is it small aleph? Because Moshe Rabbeinu did not want to write a regular vaikra. Vaikra is lashon Hibba. fondness, dearness, and he didn't want to show that Hashem really uh, is fond of him. He figured when my vaikar, like in Bil'am, in Mahshimud. like vaikar, just you know, uh, haphazardly, you know, just by the way, you know, uh, like vaikar Elohim el Bil'am. Over there, it's, yeah, just a, 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 a one-case situation. But Hashem told him, no, write the whole aleph, the way it is. So he made a compromise, he wrote a small aleph. Why? This is modesty. Uh, I want to tell you a, a short little anecdote about the stipler Gaon, uh, who lived in Jerusalem. We all know I mean, most of us probably have heard of the great Sadiq and great scholar, great Tamid Hakam, Gaon. We call him a Gaon. He, in Yerushalayim, he, normally when he was uh, invited to a Bar Mitzvah, normally he did go to a Bar Mitzvah. And then, you know, he went, he said, Mazal Tov to the child. And he left. One time, he went to a bar mitzvah, and at that time, he didn't go. He was already an elderly person, and he hardly went to any bar mitzvah. But that particular boy, who was 13 at the time, he went to his bar mitzvah. He insisted on going there. So, at the end, normally, he would come, set to the boy, Mazel Tov, and leave. But he stopped. He talked to him for you know a few seconds, maybe half a minute, whatever, and then he left. So nobody understood, you know, why the stapler of gaon insisted on talking to this child more than anyone else. So they asked the child what happened. The child said like this: He says, six years ago, when he was seven years old. He was once praying shahrit, and he was holding a sidur that was unusually big. It looked like a, a gemara or something. And the stapler gun came over to him, and he said to him, look, this is, you know, we're praying shahrit now. You should not be learning. You should be praying. So the, the child showed him the, the book. He said, it's not a gemara. It's a sidur. Oh, so stop. I'm sorry. You know, right away, I'm sorry. Forgive me. Yeah, I forgive you. No problem. But now, six years later, when he was a real Bami boy, he came to him and he said to him, I remember what happened then, but then you were a child. Your forgiveness then didn't have any koah. Now you are a gadol. I want you to forgive me now as a gadol can you imagine the stipler got on asking from a 13 year old child even though he asked before that's what we call and modesty that's what we call admitting one's fault most of us don't like to admit we don't like to admit we could be wrong it doesn't matter no. We somehow will find ways to show that we are correct, we are right, and the other side is wrong. You know, one of the things that we have is we have to be when you admit to the truth, you are not making yourself small. You are making yourself big. So, when you're in business, you may be the boss of a hundred people there, or at home. You know, at home, you may be the uh, uh, the, the head of the, uh, of the household, or a leader, or or, or one a head of a community, or whatever. Don't be afraid to admit to admit. If you feel you're wrong, you should admit it. No one is perfect. Don't think you're going to look bad by doing that. The opposite. You're gonna look better. People will appreciate your honesty and integrity. So Rabutai, I'm gonna finish again by asking everyone that if you can afford it now, this is Pesach coming. It's a time that we should really take some kind of hashpot nefesh and try to help out as much as we can. But take nisiot, but short and especially this particular station, which needs a lot of help. And if you have any simha that you're looking into, please try to call our beautifully renovated hall. I'm sure we can accommodate you. Shavua Tov and Hakkache Vesamea.